Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in K-State, hosted by Joe Matthew and Reggie Blackwell. On today's episode, Reggie gives his Big Baller of the Week award for the Kansas game, and we preview the Big 12 championship game with your Kansas State Wildcats facing TCU. But first, a message from our sponsor. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information. From live in game betting, props, and futures, head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use promo code BLEAV50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And anyone that bet on K-State over KU wants some money. So yes, indeed, thing. Joe. If you, took, <laughs> if you took the points and you wagered a little bit, which is legal in the state of Kansas. That's correct. So, so you could uh, pick up a couple of dollars to go in your gas tank or go in your expenses headed to Dallas. Yeah. 14 in a row over Kansas now and 27 out of the last 32 games. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Joe, we were all kind of probably a little bit nervous. Coming into this Kansas game, I think me and you both were very confident that we can win the game, but it's never easy because we knew we had a Kansas team that was playing a lot better football than in previous years and that they were going to come out and fight, you know, very competitive, very spirited Kansas team, which they did, but we just had the most talent. We had the most desire. We had the most fight. And um, we didn't make the big mistakes as KU did. And we got the W, a very comfortable W when the scoreboard showed. But initially, it was nip and tuck all the way through. Yeah, I never uh, was real worried that we were going to lose the game. Uh, Seemed in control from the start. Got that big lead early on. I was concerned as the game went on that KU might make a comeback. But every time they scored, K-State would answer with a score. Really, the game, you know, early on it was close. And then we got that 23-7 to lead. And really, never looked back after that. KU never got within 10 points uh, after the first quarter. So, yeah, it was, uh, wasn't was a blowout like we've seen in the past, but it was still a comfortable win. And the thing I uh, find kind of amusing is KU fans are kind of celebrating that the game was that close 
But when you look back on it, it's still a 20-point victory and a comfortable victory at that. So, No, nah, no doubt. When you look at it, like you said, the first quarter, the game was 23-7. to So, uh, you know, we were still 16 points up in the first quarter, scoring 23 points. So you knew we were off to a good start with high scoring. You know, when we had the three and out, and had the punt, I was a little bit concerned, you know, with, I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of a little auspicious start here with mm-hmm. a three and out. But then KU must the punt, and then obviously we scored immediately with the nose five-yard touchdown run. Then you can kind of just tell that, hey, the momentum was still on our side. But KU came right back and threw a punch. You know, they drove the ball right down the field, particularly um, in the running game. You could tell the difference with their quarterback being back. He was feeling good about himself. And they got a nice running game as well. And they were creative in some of their play calling. They were, and their offense has been good all year. So that really didn't surprise me. I thought they would probably score some points and move the ball. Yeah, but their defense is suspect, and you know they they had problems stopping K State in this game, and that was the difference. But yeah, if they ever find a defense, they're going to be a contender. Looks like, but yeah, yeah, I would have to tell you, I did gain some respect for Devin Neal, the running back. He only had fifty nine yards on sixteen carries, but he ran the ball very hard uh, with some power. Um, found some gaps. He's a guy that's going to be a player. And then Jalen Daniels, even though he was 20 or 32, uh, 168 yards, you can tell his running ability as well is going to help KU in their offense. So both of those guys, like you said, Joe, offensively, I think they're very creative in their schemes. And what they're able to do, even bringing in Jake Bean, the backup quarterback, throwing a pass that was creative um, towards the red zone against K-State. So they got an offensive philosophy, like you said, if they're able to kind of balance that with a defense that can stop a few people, Kansas is on the right trajectory uh, as a program. Yeah, and they scheme their receivers open which is impressive. Um, you know, if their quarterback's ever under pressure, the, he always seems to find a wide-open guy somewhere down the field. <laughs> and they've done that he all does. year when I've watched those games. They they do real good at that scheming on offense to get receivers wide open. So, yeah, they're doing something right on offense, that's for sure. No, they are definitely doing that. Um, but all in all, Kansas State, if we look at the game itself, Joe, you know, we're going to obviously preview the Big 12 championship coming up after we put this one in the book. Once again, um, I'm looking for Howard to have one of these games where we're going to scratch our head. But he still was 11 of 21, 213 yards, two touchdowns, zero interception. He did have the fumble. On the sack, I think he probably held things a little longer. He is going to have to do a little bit better to feel that pressure in the pocket. 
um, Joe, where he can protect that ball. And you know when it's too long and you back there, you got to have that sense, that kind of clock in the back of your head to be able to protect that ball or tuck it and run and not have a costly fumble on the sack. Yeah, that's for sure. But I also thought the offensive line struggled at times in this game. They did. They they were uh, they were getting destroyed up front on, a, on quite a few plays. And Howard didn't have the time he's had in past games. Now they opened up the running lanes all right. You know, Knowles had those two touchdowns and basically went on touchdown those. But uh, KU's defense put pressure on. And they did a good job at that, really. And at times during the game, I thought, whoa, our offensive line is struggling like they haven't in recent games. Now, can't really complain too much. I mean, it is a red flag to me going into this weekend. But they ended up winning the game by 20 points and did enough offensively. But yeah, um, as, far, as far as Will Howard goes, going back to him, I just look at this. One play when he had that touchdown pass to Sammy Wheeler. Yeah. Where he was back in the pocket. He's kind of dancing around back there a little bit, going through all his progressions, kind of shuffling aside to, you know, get out of the way of the defenders coming at him. Looks downfield, surveys the field, and then finds Sammy Wheeler wide open downfield for that touchdown. That's something he wouldn't have done last year. For sure. And that's you know, that, that shows his maturity and how much he's grown as a quarterback and gotten a lot better. No, you're hundred percent right, Joe. That does show his growth and and the maturity of him as a quarterback. Um, the good thing with Howard, as he's been at the helm, Kansas State is scoring points. Uh I think yeah. they're probably almost scored 40 or more in every start he has. Uh, I'm not quite sure on that. Maybe we scored 30-something and won it a game. But it seems like he's been able to put points on the board when leading the offense. Um, so, also, he's distributing the ball to a lot of people. You know, you had one, two, you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people catch balls um, from him on the day, you know, so not one person with a whole lot of catches, but it was distributed uh, across seven different people into the offense. And I think that's a tribute to Colin Klein and Howard going through the progressions, doing what he needed to do, and not just looking for his first read. He's spreading all around, and, uh, you know, I really like that. I think my dad commented at one point, he's like, well, Philip Brooks hasn't been involved in the offense much. Then, like, the next play, <laughs> you know, he scored that touchdown. So, yeah, he's, yeah look, he's, he's looking around and finding the open man. He's not – he doesn't just throw the ball to one or two guys. It's like, whoever's open, whoever I can get the ball to, that's who I'm going to. And that's – hey, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you know, he was only, you know, right at a little less than 50%. but. We didn't have to um, throw it that much, particularly in the second half when the running game and the offense really manhandled KU and took over with Deuce Vaughn and Giddings. Uh, we really just took over that second half and just said, okay, we're going to be big boy ball. 
We're going to bully this thing. And then we didn't have to throw it that much anymore. And we did a very good job of, of controlling the game, taking care of business, and getting out of there. The offensive line made some adjustments in the second half, Joe. Yeah. They definitely did. Well, Joe, we got some big contenders for Reggie's big ball of the game. All right, uh, let's get into it. <laughs> once again, uh, here are my nominees for this week. Uh, on the offensive side, the guy we've just been talking about, Howard, 11 of 21, 213 yards, two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. Not his greatest performance he had, but what I liked about him, he didn't have the interception. He did have a little costly fumble, but he managed the game. He can, he was in great command. He has a great understanding and concept of the offense and still a solid performance from him. It was, and I, I have no complaints at all with Will Howard's game. I mean, yeah, he did have the fumble, but he was under pressure a little bit sometimes. So, And he's learning how to deal with that. And have you noticed that he's your one of your nominees every week for this big baller of the week? So that's saying something a, right there. No doubt. He's been a nominee every single week. Yep. The next one, the next one goes to uh the guy that's been doing it all well too consistently, and he got stronger as the game went on in the second half. Deuce Fine. Deuce Fine had 25 carries. 147 yards rushing, one touchdown. He had a long run of 32 yards. Um, also, he had two receiving uh, plays. One of them went for 80 yards, a big middle screen that I thought he was going to take the distance. But I tell you, Joe, K, you had somebody over there with some real speed. I know the guy had a little angle, but he showed some speed to catch Deuce. Um, yeah, he did. On a, on that long, on that long run, um, but that was a big run to get K State out of a very deep hole situation inside their own, I think like 10, 15 yard line, and Deuce took that thing for about eighty yards. Yeah, that was a very third and twelve play. from their own five yard line. <laughs> so third and twelve, yeah. exactly. That was a huge play and a big momentum play in the game. So we got Deuce, we got Rod, we got uh, we got Will Howard. Then on the defensive side of the ball, um, my guys, I got uh, a couple guys I got here. I got Cheatham, who had ten solo tackles. I mean, ten total tackles, nine solo. Uh, very active game from Cheatham. Drake Cheatham has been thrust into the position with. A couple safeties down. He's having to play a lot of football now. Uh, I do can tell that we do miss Savage and Mason, our two safeties that are out, though. You can tell the difference in the secondary, Joe. Yeah, you can. But they've done all right so far, I think. Without Not those bad. guys. Yeah. The, those guys play a pivotal role in this 3-3-5 defense that K-State runs. Because they're so active in the run fits, they have to play a role with only three linebackers, so they support the run a lot. Um, so it's it's going to be a position that uh, 
I know Kleinerman, he coaches it himself. So he has been doing a good job of moving these guys around and get the best people in there. Yeah. The other one uh, that I had nominated, once again, just a solid performance for Austin Moore. Eight solo, eight total tackles, six solo, and one tackle for loss. A very consistent game from him on defense uh, week in and week out. You don't see – he did have a tackle for loss. You don't always see him splashing, but he's just very consistent, Joe. Now, I was looking at the stats for the conference uh, uh, total tackles, and Austin Moore is right up there. He's one of the best tacklers in the conference. <laughs> and yeah, he, 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 has, he has quietly done that this season. Quietly done that. He just – He's working his way into, like you say, he could be an all Big 12 linebacker performer. He just, yeah. he's in the right place. He gets the job done. Uh, he's a smart, very cerebral player that understands the defense and knows where he needs to be. So, with that said, Joe, um, my big baller of the week has to go to Deuce Vaughn this week. I think with his running in the second half and the big catch that he had for 80-plus yards really, really set the tone for Kansas State to get this comfortable win, a three-score win over KU, and get us to 14 in a row against these guys and send us to the Big 12 championship. I think when it came down to it, when the matter, when the rubber really hit the road, Deuce Vaughn, my big baller of the week. All right. I'm good with that one. No doubt. Now we transition, Joe, to the big one. We're here. Yes, sir. Dallas, Texas, Big 12 championship rematch against TCU. Uh, we know what happened in the first game. We got out to a very big lead, 28 mm -hmm. to 10. Things kind of melt down from there. We did have an injured quarterback. Uh, went down to our third quarterback for a couple possessions. A lot of people minimized that, but I think that was true critical possessions when Rubley had to come in for Will Howard. That really changed the complexity of that game because that game was turning into one of those shootouts where you just basically had to score almost every possession. Yeah. And when we couldn't score on those couple possessions and they got the momentum and came back and scored, then, uh, you know, we just – we couldn't keep up. Yeah, and uh, TCU ended up winning the game by 10 points, and I went back and looked at the scoring in that game, and that's also a game where Chris Tennant missed two field goals. Correct. So Correct. that really hurt us that game, and obviously the, the quarterback injuries hurt. Uh, yeah. Rudy yeah, had an it. interception, and Howard did have an interception. But, yeah, I mean – the game could have gone either way, really. And, you know, if K-State would have held on to that, they could have held on to the lead. You know, TCU's got a great offense, so they – they and they've been behind in a lot of games that they've come back and won. So, I don't know. I uh, I tend to think that this is kind of a toss-up game, and I actually give the slight edge to K-State. I don't know really uh, why I'm feeling that, but – I think the big lead we got out to in that game 
I think we would have ended up winning that game if we didn't have those issues with the quarterbacks and the uh, the kicker. I just think we would have held on for the victory. No doubt, Joe. I, I agree with you 100%. You make an excellent point with the six points that was left on the board with those missed kicks. And since then, we have changed kickers. Uh, Ty Zidner yeah. will be howling the, the kicking duties. He has not missed the field goal yet to date. Uh, he's kicking the ball phenomenally in all three phases of the kicking game. So he is going to be a weapon for us, not only in the field goal, but in the kickoff and the punting game. And he's going to make a difference. But I do agree. I mean, you can see Vegas has us as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. TCU is coming in here undefeated, number one in the country. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, probably be number three this week in the playoff. Yeah. Um, undefeated, doing their thing. But I think we are coming into this game hot offensively. I am a little bit concerned. Are we going to be able to make the big stops defensively? Because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game again. But it's going to be one or two possessions of who kicks the field goal versus who scores the touchdown, and then who's going to make that stop or two that's going to make a difference in this game that's going to be possession by possession. But I do think Kansas State will be able to pull it off. It is very difficult to beat a team twice in a single season in football. I think it is going to be a home game almost for TCU. But I do think we will show up pretty deep in some purple with our version of purple. And I think we'll have a pretty good crowd as well. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be come down to a field goal game. I'm going to go 41-38 Kansas State. I like it. TCU's offense is great. We know that. Their uh, total offense, 16th in the country. Pretty good rushing, 27th. Pretty good passing, 25th. But their defense is suspect. They have the 74th rated defense in the country overall, 62nd in rush defense, and 87th in pass defense. Where K-State's defense is still in the 40s, 45th overall, uh, 57th in rushing, and 54th in passing. So I think that kind of discrepancy on the defensive side, K-State's defense is still ranking about the second best in the conference, depending on which stat you look at. Scoring defense, they're the top, and I think on yards allowed, they're second. So you got a great offense, one of the best offenses in the league, if not the best, against one of the best defenses, if not the best. I think K-State's offense, like you mentioned, it's really rolling right now, and I think TCU's just going to have trouble stopping <laughs> K-State. So that's what I think is going to be the difference in the game, and I do think it'll be close, and I think it'll be like a possession-by-possession possession game. Turnovers are going to matter a lot. Special teams are going to matter a lot. And what <laughs> Malik Knowles, he almost took one to the house the other day, and we've been saying it that you know, he's getting closer and closer and closer to returning one for a touchdown. And it may be in this game, we'll see. But now uh, TCU has a great punt returner, the top punt returner in the league, Darius Davis. 
That he is. has two touchdowns. He's averaging almost 14 yards a return. So we've got to watch out for that. We have to be good on special teams and kind of keep him in check. Now we have Philip Brooks to kind of offset that. He's a great returner as well, and he's averaging about that many yards too. So, But, yeah, special teams need to be solid. Uh, we need to not turn the ball over. And if we do that, I think I'm thinking maybe 44 to 40, something like that. K State wins. Yeah. But I think uh, it'll yeah. be a close game throughout. But I think in the end, K State will do enough to get it done. Well, you 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 mentioned it and summed it up pretty good, Joe. Uh I will tell you, I do want to mention um the receiver, Quentin Johnson for TCU. I they had him in my banged. notes too. <laughs> yeah, he was banged up last week, but he'll be back, ready to go. He's a guy. I think we contained him pretty much, other than one play that got out last game. But uh, I think um, Brent and those boys will be fired up for the challenge against him. He is dynamic. He's probably going to be a number one, number two draft, uh, first or second round draft pick. But I would tell you. When you look at his numbers on the year, Knowles has 46 receptions for 679 yards, and Johnston has 49 receptions for 764 yards. Now, he does have three more touchdowns receiving than Knowles, but I tell you, Knowles is somebody that he, especially since the insertion of Will Howard into the lineup, He's a guy, as I told you, the last four or five games has been playing very well, not only in the receiving, but also coming on on the kick return. He's a guy that I think if if he can keep pace um, and we can minimize Johnson and we're going to have to slow this running game down with Miller. Yeah, we Miller. Had, let, yeah. We can't let Miller get off. Uh we got to contain him, and he's a good runner. He says 1,260 yards on the season on um, 199 attempts. So this guy, he can get it done as well. So we've got to minimize Miller. We got to get some plays on first down where we get some tackles for loss or only one or two yards. And then I really want to see we got to put Max Duggan in a position where he truly has to try to beat us. I think he's been doing a great job, and the kid is stoned for over 3,000 yards this year, but he's been supplemented with a great running game. I think if we could put a little pressure on him, get him off his square a little bit, we can we can force him into some interceptions and do some things um, where he can be uncomfortable. Yeah, and you mentioned Miller. He had 153 yards rushing against us in the first game. So, yeah, we got to make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I, I mean, I like our defense, and I like other pressure in the quarterback. If they do that to Duggan and they can stop this running game or at least contain it, and I, I mean, I think we'll be in good shape. I just like how the way the defense is playing right now, and I think we're playing better than TCU's defense, and I think that's going to be the difference in the game. Yeah, and I and I agree with you, Joe. I just hold our defense a little bit, a um, little bit more higher standard. There, in the first half of the last couple games, we we've not been as 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 
as buttoned up as I like us to be. We've made great adjustments in the second half uh, defensively in the last few weeks, you know, even going back to the loss against Texas. <clears throat> I just want us to come out with that same type of fire and energy and get some big stops early, not have to always make the big adjustments because I think it's going to be a shootout, Joe, but I don't want to have to get into a shootout. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do. We're, we're not. I think my point is Texas TCU has shown consistently that they get off to a slow start. And then they come back strong. Yeah. But this time, if they can get off to a slow start, we really need to get out, get some points, and then stay ahead of the stick, stay ahead of the game so they can't try to make one of these miraculous comebacks. But I think it's time. I I think the stars are lining up for us. And uh, I think we'll have a solid game plan to, to attack these guys. Like you said, I feel very comfortable that we're going to score. I just want to see how creative we're going to be on defense to try to create some turnovers to minimize this running game and to slow down this passing attack a little bit. And I was just thinking that, you know, if there's one team that's going to blow out the other, I think K-State would most likely blow out TCU than TCU blowing out K-State. I guess that's where I'm coming from. I agree with that. I agree with that. But uh, uh, that being said, I do still think it'll be close. But if if a team is going to win comfortably, I think that team is K State. Yeah, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a bang bang ball game. Yeah, I'd be very close. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Joe. It's exciting. Uh, we should be able to witness a great one this Saturday. And we'll be Look sitting forward. together this week in yeah, Dallas. We'll be, <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be we'll be able to hang out together. Yeah. And uh, look forward to uh, cheering on the cats and uh, getting this thing done. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a great All weekend. Right. Be a great week. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. All right. Brought to you, to you by soon. Bet Online. Bet Online. Believe in K State. Believe in K State, everybody. Talk to you later. Have a good one. You too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.